0: Welcome to the How of Car Washing, the podcast that helps the car wash owner, operator, and manager address the challenges and opportunities associated with building and running automated car washes in today's fast paced environment. And now, here are your hosts, David Begin and Henry Lopez. Hey, welcome to this episode of the How of Car Washing. This is David Begin. We're going to take a little different turn now with the podcast. We're going to start doing some individual recordings. We've done a great job in the last couple of years of uh, interviewing a lot of different people, but we're going to kind of mix that up here for 2019. And I'm going to start that process here in December. So this one is being recorded in December. We're getting great weather here in Colorado Springs. We're starting to see the snow and the nice days. We're, we're seeing a nice average. My, my uh, perfect car washing weather is to get a little bit of snow and then uh, probably seven to 10 days of nice weather and then get another snow. That's one of the advantages I think we have in the West here is being in the desert. The nice days are sunny and the nice days are relatively warm. And then we get the cold fronts and then we get the snows. And so we've had a pretty decent, uh, start to our winter here in Colorado Springs. I think we're going to have a normal, Winter is what the forecasters are saying, which means we'll get uh, we'll get a normal amount of snow, which is great. Uh, it's good for the car washing business. People typically don't want to get out and wash their own car. So, got beautiful weather here in Colorado Springs. Uh, looking outside right now, the sun is rising and it's and it's beautiful. So, we want to talk a little bit about. It. I've had a lot of requests for um, year year end review and beginning of year planning. A lot of uh, a lot of people that I work with are starting to think about that. I want to give some clarity around that process because it's sometimes you're in the middle of the car washing season. And again, this is our busy season, so it's a hard time to do this. But as we start ending the year and planning for next year, we've got to think about how do we want to measure our business? How are we going to measure success? And how are we going to get our team together to start thinking about what are the metrics we use for measuring success? And the the term I love to use for this is is key performance indicators. And so whether you have a dashboard for your team or whether you've got a dashboard for yourself, they're typically full of key performance indicators. And uh, if I looked up the definition of key performance indicators, it's considered to be a measurement value that demonstrates how effectively a company is achieving its business objectives. And it says that organizations use KPI to evaluate their success at reaching their particular target. So there's tons of different types of KPIs out there. If you if you go do some searches on the web, you'll find all types of KPIs. You'll find marketing KPIs, you'll find software KPIs, you'll find employee KPIs. But the way I typically like to look at it from a car washing perspective is I like to always divide up the key performance indicators in terms of the who are the stakeholders in the organization that care about key performance indicators. And I always seem to come down to the three stakeholders in I consider the car wash business or in any business, and I think it would be the owners, the people that own the business, the people that finance the business. Uh, Our customers, of course, are stakeholders in our business because they rely on it. They come to see us for the services we provide. And then the employees is another major group of stakeholders. So I try to divide up key performance indicators in terms of the three stakeholders. And when you think about that, there's a natural tension between all three of those stakeholders, if you design a business or if you operate your business benefiting one stakeholder to the expense of the other two stakeholders then you find that your business is very much out of balance and this is where you get into a situation where your business starts suffering uh so there's a natural tension between all three of those and you've got to consider all three of them uh most times when you create a key performance indicator obviously uh, a key performance indicator. If uh, if you've got one primarily designed for the owners, it should also benefit the employees and customers. It might primarily benefit the owner, but you got to make sure that it also benefits the employees and the customers. Um, and uh, that's where it comes in. So you know, example of that: if your uh, budget or if you're you're designing revenue to solely to the benefit of the owners, but you're not taking into consideration your employees, then you know there'll be some tension there and sometimes you'll have some issues with your employees or if you're doing it to the to the detriment of your customers for example you're not spending any money on soap and you're not getting a clean car but you're making a ton of money well over time that's going to be a detriment to your business so that's where that tension comes in between the 3 and I think it's important to look at that. So let's just take a look at some of the some of the key performance indicators we should be considering. And again, this is going to be dependent on your business. This is what I think about for my business and what some of my clients have talked about when it comes to key performance indicators, what's, what's important to them. But obviously, I believe that one of the most important key metrics for owners is going to be primarily financial metrics. So they're going to be concerned about how much money did we make. And how much money did we spend? And then what did we have left over? And that's that's the profit. So how much money are we making as the people that invested in the business? So they're gonna primarily look at the financial metrics and that comes in terms of revenue. So when you look at some of the revenue numbers, uh, one of the big metrics we like to use in the car wash business is ticket average. So how much money are we making per car? And we like to average that out. We wanna look at it in detail, but we also wanna average it out. And the number of cars we washed is one of the other huge metrics we look at at a car wash. We typically measure the success of a car wash, and we like to go to the car wash meetings and the car wash shows and brag about how many cars we washed per unit. We also want to look at the number of extra services we sell. So if we have extra services we're able to sell, uh, we want to see how much we're selling there. So, you know, the, uh, the basic things in terms of revenue. And then as some of us are starting to move into the unlimited customer or the unlimited clubs, you know, we start looking at other things now. We start looking at the number of customers that we have. Uh, we want to look at the average revenue per customer. We want to look at the number of times our customers are using the wash if they have an unlimited package. So what's our usage that we're looking at? And the other big one, obviously, is churn. So um, how often are we are our customers coming in and joining the program and how often are they quitting? So, by And we like to look at that aggregate. Average, and then we like to look at that per package. And I think if we look at that per package, we find some interesting information there. And then, as a result of that, obviously we've got uh, our expenses. So, how much money are we spending? So, I like to divide up expenses into two categories: expenses that I think I can control, and expenses that I feel like I can't control. So, obviously, my property taxes. Is something that's dictated to me I can't control those expenses but there's a lot of expenses that I can control and I really look at revenue and expenses I look at it more in a football analogy I look at it in terms of um, the offense the offense is the revenue that I make and the defense is the expenses that I try to control and if you look at any good football team or look at any sport that's out there whether it's soccer football baseball um, they all divide themselves up into offense and defense. And you can have a really, really good offense and maybe not a really good defense and still be a, a winning team. Or you can have really, really good defense and not great offense and, and be a winning team. So depending on where you're at with your business, if, if you've just started your business and um, you're not quite at the numbers you want to be at, then you've really got to concentrate on your defense, making sure that you're not spending money and you're controlling the expenses that you need. Um, and then, you know, as you start making money, maybe, maybe you got some really, really good offense, you know, you can c- consider maybe spending more money and, then uh, and, you know, controlling your expenses a little differently, but I'm, I'm always a big advocate of uh, controlling the expenses where you can. And in the car wash business, I mean, some of those expenses are like how much money do you spend on chemicals? So how are you using chemical, and uh, how much money are you spending on that? And are you controlling it? Are you getting what you want for the money that you're paying for? It's just not a matter of cutting cost in chemical uh, chemical usage. You want to make sure you're getting the product that you want to produce. And are you getting that and your guys managing that? Things like water usage. So are you, if you use Reclaim, are you managing the amount of water you're using? Are you making sure that your guys have the Reclaim system on and they haven't accidentally switched it over to fresh water? Then they're running it for a week, so are you you tracking your water usage? Are you tracking your labor? Are you tracking how much money you're spending in labor? That's another big component of controllable cost uh, that you can look at. I think water, chemical, labor are probably the three largest expenses we have in the car wash business. So how are you managing that? Are you are you setting parameters? Are you looking at it? Are you managing your overtime? Uh, are you making sure that the overtime is being adequately applied in your organization? uh you can look at the number of rewashes you're having to do so are you looking at rewashes as a percentage of your of your revenue so i like to manage it that way and i try to keep it under a half percent of the number of washes i do if it starts creeping up then i notice i've got problems with that um and i start looking at why we're doing so many rewashes and then damage claims so what type of what type of damage claims do you have how much money are you spending that's also typically represented in my business as a percentage of revenue. So I take a look at it from that perspective. How much money you're spending on maintenance. So as your car wash is new, you shouldn't have that much maintenance. But as your car wash starts aging, you should start budgeting for more maintenance. And the expense of maintenance. And how much money are you spending there? And is that money being spent adequately and properly? And then the other big metric I like to use with my employees is downtime. So if the car wash is down... Uh, how, my, how many hours was it down? And then we try to estimate how many cars we would have washed if our car wash was up. So in this business of if you're like me, an exterior express car wash, uh, when the car wash is down, you're not washing cars, you're not making money. And I always try to look at that and see if that was a preventable process. Is that something we could have prevented? And if it was, why did we not prevent it? So that goes back to making sure we got adequate maintenance Uh, and we're conducting and performing our maintenance properly, and our guy's checking the equipment every morning. So downtime is a metric I love to use, but there's a lot of different things that we look at as a result of of downtime. So these are all typically what I would call owner key performance indicators. Uh, You've got to decide which ones you want to look at and which ones you want to measure. But, uh, you know, I really like the analogy of offense versus defense and really making sure you've got a strong defense because a strong defense will allow you to have a good offense in many cases. Uh, you know, I heard a saying one time many, many years ago from my grandmother uh, who was a, a saver. She loved to save money. And she would always tell me that hey, it's not what you make, it's what you don't spend. And when you don't spend money, it automatically becomes profit in the car wash business. So making sure you're, you're spending the money you need to, but not spending the money you don't need to. So those are kind of the key key performance indicators I would look at from an owner perspective. And then I want to kind of move into customer KPIs. That'd be the next group I want to look at. So how do you measure your customer KPIs? It typically is in terms of are they coming to see you? And if they're coming to see you, are they happy? So you want to create some key performance indicators around satisfaction of customers. So first of all, do you have any marketing programs out there and you're able to track through key performance indicators, the success of your marketing programs. So are you getting the customer to the site, first of all? So how are you able to measure that? How are you able to track that? Are you using any of the social media tools to market yourself? And through social media and through the internet, it's relatively easy to go back and see what your conversion rates are. If you're doing any uh, couponing campaigns, it's easy to see what your conversion rates are on those as well. So what are you doing to get the customer to the site? And then once you get them to the site, what are you doing to attract them and keep them as a customer? And, and you got to be able to look at those key performance indicators. So I look at things like what are the Google reviews that I get? So what are the social media reviews, whether it's Google or Yelp? Uh, we also employ secret shoppers to come on our sites once a month, and we get reports on the secret shoppers, and we take a look at those and see what they think as first-time customers, what's their impressions, uh, are the are the employees doing the things they're supposed to be doing? Uh, is the wash doing what it's supposed to be doing? What's it look like from a first-time customer perspective? And then the site inspection score. So one thing I've implemented this year are uh, regular site inspections. So going in and taking a look at that, have a common process that I go to to look at the site, see if the site is in good condition. Is it the way that I would like for it to be when a customer comes on? And I try to look at it from a customer's perspective. So when I come on site, is it a clean location? Is the equipment working properly? Am I getting good quality wash? Are my employees available and visible to any customer that needs help? Uh, So those are some scores that we use as well. So take a look at it from a customer's perspective and create the key performance indicators that you think are important from a customer standpoint. And then the third level of key performance indicators are employees. So employees are becoming such a big component of our business and most of us are really trying to focus on creating a great environment for our employees and a great environment for employees should translate into a great environment for our customers. So what are the key performance indicators that I track from a customer standpoint? One of them is turnover rates. So I want to see how we're keeping our employees, our employees coming on. Are they happy? Are they? Are we creating a place for them to grow? Are we giving them a path forward? And one way I measure that is uh, the amount of turnover that we have per per store and per location. The second one I use is training goals. So we try to set up training goals for our employees. Are, are employees understand their training goals? Are they meeting their training goals? Are they preparing for the next job if that's what they would like to do? And are they doing the right things to train themselves? Are our managers doing the right things to train themselves? to uh, To make sure we've got promotable employees and we've got a deep bench ready to go in case we've got an employee that decides to go somewhere else. We've got two or three people that are ready to take take their place and they've been trained and they understand what to do. And then I try to create KPIs specifically for the shift leaders and for our store managers. So what are the, the uh, KPIs that we're going to create for them? So as, as I start creating my list of key performance indicators for the business, Then I've got to decide which particular KPIs am I going to hold the shift leaders and hold the store managers accountable for. So I like to explain all of the key performance indicators to my management team and say, here's how we're measuring the business and be very open and be very transparent about that. And then I would also say, if I've got 20 or 25 key performance indicators, I'm going to hold you accountable for these five or these 10 key performance indicators. These are the ones I need you to manage And these are the ones that I'm going to kind of hold you accountable for. So either in a a good way, which means I'm going to give you bonuses as a result of helping uh, manage these key performance indicators. Or you can use the stick approach where if these key performance indicators are not met, then we're going to have a a serious talk. So make sure you explain them pretty well. And if you're going to hold your management team accountable, I would say there's probably five different things that you need to do if you're going to explain to them this is a key performance indicator that that they're going to they're going to be held accountable. First of all, you got to explain it well. So you got to explain you got to explain the key performance indicator to them and how it's measured. So, I'm going to use the example of water usage. So, we're going to track the amount of fresh water we use per car. And that's important here in Colorado cuz water is very expensive and uh we want to make sure we're using it as efficiently as possible. So, in this particular case, we're going to say that the key performance indicator is the amount of fresh water we're using per car. That's, that's, a, that's a metric we're going to use. Who's, and then the second thing I would say is who's it important to? Well, it's important to me as the uh, managing partner and as the owners. Um, it's very important to, to us because water costs quite a bit of money. And if we start washing cars primarily with fresh water, we've now increased our water usage by five times than if we, or if a reclaim system was was on. And that's very, very expensive. So it's important to the owners, but it's also important to our customers because our customers come to us and they expect us to be using water very efficiently as well. So it's, it's important to our customers and to the community that we're using water efficiently. And then we're going to talk about how, and the third one is how are you going to measure it? So we're going to measure it through a, a water log. So we've got a water meter, In the back of each one of our car washes in the equipment room, we're going to take a look at the ending number each day. And we're going to calculate the number of cars that we did. And and from there, we can do a very simple calculation to the amount of water or gallons we use per car. So that's how we're going to measure it. And when are we going to review it? So we want that reviewed every day when that water log is filled out. So we want the manager to take a look at it and make sure the water usage is within the parameters that we've established. And if they find out that uh, somebody accidentally left the reclaim off and we're on fresh water, I want them to report it to the operations manager that this is what happened and here's what we think happened and here's what we're going to do to take steps to make sure it doesn't happen again. And then are we going to compensate the team for meeting this key performance indicator or not. Now this is one that I probably will not compensate the team because it's, I got an expectation here that they will go ahead and make sure that the reclaim system is running. And I don't really, I want them just to make sure it's running, it's not something I'm gonna compensate them for if they're doing it correctly. I think it's this particular key performance indicator is one that they should just do. So that's, that's five steps that you can do to explain to your team the key performance indicators that are out there and how we're going to measure them. And I would do that with your managers, your site managers. I would explain all the key performance indicators. And then as we get down to the shift leaders and we get down to the uh, customer service attendants, the people that actually load the cars and work at the car wash, I might have a more narrow list of key performance indicators I would share with them. So things you've got to think about as well when you're looking at key performance indicators. If it's something that you care about, are you going to hold your team accountable for it? So you might have key performance indicators that you care about, but you're not going to decide not to hold the team accountable for it. That's fine. But if you've got a ton of key performance indicators that you're not holding your team accountable for, then there's going to be frustration on your end because you're not going to be meeting your goals and you haven't communicated to your team what your goals are and you're not holding them accountable. So there's going to be a subset of key performance indicators I believe you should hold your team accountable for, but not not all of them, not all of them. And then if you're going to hold your team accountable, do you plan to communicate it? So I can't tell you how many times in the past I've had key performance indicators I get frustrated on, but I don't communicate it to my my team that this is what I'm measuring and this is what I think is important for me. And then if you're going to hold your team accountable, and if you're going to communicate it, Are you going to decide to incent your team to meet this particular key performance indicator? And this gets back to bonuses. So we're going to have a whole discussion next year on bonuses and how to create good bonus programs. But I think it's important to decide or not decide if you're going to bonus your team for that. You don't, I don't think you have to bonus your team for every key performance indicator. But I would say the major key performance indicators like labor would be one that I would bonus for. Uh, I would bonus for uh, downtime. I would say, you know, if if the car wash is down quite a bit, I'm going to, you know, there's going to be uh, a de-incentive to, make, to have the car wash down quite a bit. Um, and then if you want to, you know, things that are important to me is growing our unlimited program. So I might bonus my car wash employees on the number of net new customers that they get. I might bonus them on... If they can increase the ticket average, if they can, you know, encourage people to buy upper packages, I might give them a bonus, a higher bonus for people that sign up for the top package versus if they sign up for the basic package. So decide how you're going to create a bonus, but I believe any bonus program out there needs to be tied to key performance indicators. The ones that you think are important, the ones that you think are really, really important. So, you know, as we start moving into 2019, if you're developing a bonus program, if you haven't had one, I would say it might be a good idea to uh, incent your, your employees uh, and then start thinking about your what, what you're going to bonus. And another thing I like to bonus is the number of cars they wash per hour. So that's been a big, big bonus that we've created because I want employees to be on site. I don't want a, employees to call off sick if we're going to be busy that day. I want to make them excited about coming if we're going to wash a lot of cars. And I want my team to be really excited about washing a lot of cars. Uh, And so the way I do that is I give them a bonus so if they wash a certain number per hour, then I throw money into a bonus pool, and everybody who worked that hour get to divide up that bonus pool. And then if they get to another level, so I've got two different levels. If they get to that second level, then I give them each a certain dollar amount. And so they're totally excited and totally stoked about washing the number of cars. And everybody on that team is focused on what do we need to do to make sure we're getting the cars through the tunnel as efficiently and as safely. And this is a big point I make with them. We got to do this safely. So we're not going to jeopardize safety safety of the employees we're not going to jeopardize safety of our customers but if we can get them through as quickly and as safely as possible i want them excited when we wash a certain number of cars per hour and so that typically happens in the winter time when we're busy and everybody uh, after a big snowstorm everybody wants their car clean so that's when they get excited so again your bonus programs, and we'll talk about this next year, but I'm getting into a little bit of that this year, but you want your bonus program to drive behavior. And if you're just giving bonuses and it's not driving the right behavior, it's really not a bonus program. It's just extra income. And that's fine if that's what you want to do, but I would recommend that any bonus program drive behavior of your employees, making sure they're doing the things you would like for them to do and they're not doing the things that you would don't want them to do. And I think that's important. Okay, well, that's probably enough on key performance indicators. Think about that as you go through and end your year. Look at your key performance indicators that you created for this year and ask yourself, are we meeting our goals? And as you start planning for next year, and and we need to start planning for next year because we're at the end of this year and we want to be able to roll out these programs as quickly as possible, think about the key performance indicators that you have, and I would recommend doing those three particular categories, and then how you want to measure it, And how often are you going to measure it? And then are you going to bonus your team based on that key performance indicator or not? But be very transparent with your key performance indicators. Because if you're not, then it creates confusion on your team. And it creates frustration with you uh, as the manager, as the owner, uh, because you're not, uh, because people don't understand what you're measuring by. Good. Well, thanks so much for listening to this edition of the How of Car Washing. My name is David Begin. We're going to change the format quite a bit in the future years. My partner, Henry Lopez, who you've heard before, next year, we're going to get a lot more into car wash training and coaching and consulting. So if there's something we can help you with, we'd love for you to reach out to us on the howofcarwashing.com, uh, see if we might be able to help you shortcut your success in the car wash industry. And we'll look forward to talking to you next time on the How of Car Washing. Thank you for listening to the How of Car Washing. For more information, links, and other resources, please visit thehowofcarwashing.com and leave us a comment if you have a topic you would like discussed. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to having you next time on The How of Carwashing.